Hello and welcome back to another episode of Boss Your Business. And I'm excited today to actually bring you one of my besties. I have worked with Victoria in the past and today you guys get to meet her. So a little bit about Victoria. She is the founder of Victoria Benyon Podcast Booking Agency. That's how we met. <laughs> where you work with expert business owners to build their brands and grow their business through leveraging podcast interviews. There might be some of your clients on my podcast too. You also host the best part, best guest podcast, and you are the co-author of the most amazing marketing book ever by Mark Schaefer and Friends, who I got to meet last year. I think last year in person here in San Diego at an Agoa Pulse meetup. How did you guys meet? How did, because I'm like, he is US, you are UK. How did that happen? <laughs> also in San Diego. But last year, I went to the social media marketing world and he was hosting a lunch and I went to the lunch and that's how I met him. So before we dive into all of the nitty gritty and all of the fanciness where you are today, my favorite question, because this is where the best stories come out or sometimes the nuts are the best, but the most interesting ones. How did you get here? How did Victoria become who she is today? That's a good question. Thank you, Evie. It was a really roundabout route of when I started my career podcasts probably didn't even exist I'm sure they didn't exist so I trained as a journalist and that was my plan so I really I trained as a journalist because I liked writing but there's quite a lot more to journalism than just writing so after about a year of working on a paper I moved over into communications and marketing part of that was that it was more flexible with where you could be based so I wanted I'm from Dorset, so I've jumped around a bit from London to Dorset in the UK quite a bit. But I felt if I did communications, that would give me a bit more flexibility on location. And I also quite liked the scope of arranging events that came with it and doing a bit of websites and that kind of thing. So it fitted better. So went into communications and marketing. Then I had my daughter in 2011 and we were living in London and I, then I definitely wanted to come back. Mm. So I decided to build my freelancing career. So I was doing more general marketing. I was working with a couple of authors at the time. So I'm trying to think what year this would have been because this wasn't 2011. It was fast forward a few years, probably about 2017, 2018. I did this course to update my skills on marketing for authors and one of the modules that they taught was podcasting being a brilliant way to get the word out about your book so we did this training and I thought this sounds really good I've not even heard of this before so I had a couple of clients that I asked if they'd like us to try this with their marketing strategy and also there was somebody else who was on the course who had done the course but didn't actually have the time to do his you know outreach for podcasts and he said can anyone do this for me I want this but so I said I'd give it a go so that's how it began and developed from there so that podcasts became our sole focus did you start out being I always want to be an employee or 
I don't know because um, where I'm going with this is some of us are like, oh my God, I'm never going to work for somebody again. Some of us are like, I always seen myself as an employee and now suddenly here I am running my own business. How did you grow up? Did you have any of any of an idea you're going to be here? I never wanted to work for anyone, never. But I thought that was the path I had to take. I think both my mum and dad were self-employed. So I'd always seen that as the model. And mm -hmm. I always struggled with that, honestly. And I, I think the job I was most happiest in was a three-year contract. And it was because I knew I wasn't tied in to working for someone else beyond that. So, yeah, I've, I always saw myself as being, you know, as working for myself. And it was really having my daughter that, like, gave me that real, I'm never going back. I really wanted that autonomy over my day how I did it I don't mind working early I don't mind working late but I want to be in charge of that how does life look for you right now so you're not doing the whole nine to five anymore you have the the podcast agency you get some amazing clients but how does a day or a week in Victoria's life look mm. like now it's really been a weird few months as I said so I've got two children one is autistic so he's been on a reduced timetable at school for the past year so if I wasn't running my own business I don't know how I would have actually managed that because the days he did go into school it would be I would take my daughter in the morning come back have an hour and a half take him to school come back pick him up from school at one, come back, pick her up from school at half three, come back. So a very interrupted day. The way, yeah, <laughs> no, not I'm, ideal. I'm, I'm somewhere in between crying and laughing because <laughs> I think of that schedule and I don't know how moms do it. I don't know how moms yeah. do it. It's like back in the day when I remember my school time in Germany, I'm like, I got dropped off in the morning. I came back late lunch, did my homework and that was it. But nowadays I'm like, especially looking at school in the States, it's like you are constantly just driving the kids around from school to soccer to this. I don't know how moms do it. I don't. I so for me, it was really early mornings. So I would get up quite early. So I've, I would have a lot of work under my belt before they even got up. And then I had to go into the craziness. And I just had to time block my day, knowing the gaps I had straight back to the computer. And um, growing a team has helped. So I don't have to do it all as well. Um, and then uh, some evening work. So yeah, not ideal, but just a very broken up day. <laughs> How, I'm curious, how do you time block? Because there's different ways of time blocking where it's like client work there, my work there, creative there, admin there. How do you time block? Yeah, I'm not sure if I do it the best way or not, but so I As have, long as I, it's work for you, I say <laughs> it is the best way. So I've got, I use Google Calendar mm -hmm. and I've got, a special calendar there for Victoria's time blocking. So that's mapped out in the hours I've got, say six till eight or whatever to work and then another section. So I've got it in sections like that across the day and I've got, and then I've got more kind of themed days. So Monday is client work, Tuesday morning client work and then time for sales calls Tuesday afternoon. Wednesday, content day, Thursday, client work, stroke sales calls, Friday, 
business building sometimes there's a tiny bit of client work but that's how I try to theme the week and then I've just got the times in it when I first started I added it all to the normal calendar and then I couldn't see any of the appointments or anything <laughs> I was like I'm, this isn't working so I had to put it on one that I can turn on and off and see <laughs> I don't even know how many calendars I have in my Google calendar because I'm such, it's like having the big picture yet having the granular and it's, yeah. And I'm yeah. like, guys, if you are not setting up separate calendars, you probably also haven't watched my ClickUp Google calendar video. So yeah, we really need to separate them. <laughs> what are some other processes or tools that help you in your everyday life to make that mm -hmm. busy mom schedule happen? Okay, so I, what I've created as we've gone along is peas for everything, I would say. So yeah, we've just got the processes mapped out. So that's, I use Google Docs for that. So everyone, all our team members can access that. Yeah, I think the SOPs are really fundamental, actually. And then all of our clients, we have spreadsheets set up for them, Google Sheets. So we have a sheet where we record our outreach to podcast hosts, sheet where all their confirmed bookings go. So anyone can, anyone in the team can just open it up, see where we've got to, see any notes, see everything so yeah that's really helped tighten and streamline everything I would say how do you manage your team so I love the whole SOP thing so guys if you're listening mm -hmm. or watching I'm also going to link a couple of the SOP videos we created on YouTube for you if you need to need to you need to get started on that but also make your life easier when it comes to SOPs and having a database for your clients which I got to experience too definitely is a huge help um, how do you guys work internally with the team, with the outreach to know things are happening and who is working with who? How do you manage that? Mm. So we have we use Slack as well to communicate generally in the week. And we have Monday and Friday check-ins. Also, everybody has a sheet that they update during the week saying what they've done on which clients. So I can go in at any time because I really need to know that it's all progressing. Obviously, in, in what we do, it's very much it's on the results. As we promise a certain number of bookings, we need to make sure that we're delivering them. So, yeah, everyone fills in a sheet, too, that I can check. And yeah, that's it, really. Absolutely. <laughs> You know what? It's I'm a big friend of the best tool is the one you actually use. Yeah. So for me, it's hey, I'm a squirrel when it comes to technology. Me, it's mm -hmm. I come across something new, I go dig, I have fun. Mm -hmm. But yeah, guys, listening and trying to figure out how you guys gonna run your business, it really comes down to the best tool is the one you actually use. And it sounds like you and your team have an amazing communication going on, which is another big part of being able to run a business. It's like when you don't have clear and ongoing communication with your team, things are just going to fall through the cracks. Oh, and I should have said that the clients are divided between the teams. So they've all got an account manager. So sometimes it makes sense that one account manager ha might have certain contacts for podcasts. So we'll liaise if there's a crossover, it might be 
best that they speak to a certain host. But again, that's where the spreadsheets come in because notes can be made on that of this person's going to talk to this person. And then we have the processes that we follow for the bookings. And that's all, you know, our follow up emails are all those things are there and they can be ticked and initialed. And so we can see where everything is. <laughs> so how do you bring clients into this process? So we got everything behind mm -hmm. the scenes. There's amazing communication happening with the team keeping track of everything. How does that work client facing? How do you bring your clients mm. in? How do you keep them updated? Okay. So Jen, when we start working with a client now, we have an onboarding document, which they can access, which is in Google Docs again. So this is shared with them. So they've got access to that. That's got a number of their notes on. Then they have access to the confirmed booking sheet. So that's where their confirmed bookings all go. And every time we get a yes in, we're emailing them, letting them know, but also we include a link to that spreadsheet so they can just check at any time, see what they've got coming up. Then on that sheet, we prepare briefs for them for each show that they're going to be on and we link it there so they can see it. They've also got a folder that we keep the confirmed booking spreadsheet in, which they can access. And then sometimes there's extra things like forms. Maybe hosts will have us fill in. And if we feel they need to see that also gets saved and shared with them, but they can access that. Oh, and then we work slightly differently with different clients. So some clients like to see a list of podcasts so they can approve them before we do the outreach. So for those, we'll keep a different spreadsheet and we'll put the date that we contact the host so that a client can just pop on if they want to see the progress and they've got that spreadsheet there too see how the list is going yeah and like getting booked on podcasts can be so different where it's like some guests want to be like hey I want to pre-approve others are like I am on promotion base I go wherever you tell me to go which brings me to your book launch i want to hear a little mm -hmm. bit about that i've seen as, as i mentioned seen mark schaefer around there were a lot of people involved and i don't know did you handle the podcast outreach for the book launch on that not solely but i did some of it yeah it was a big team effort the whole book yes i handled certain areas and certain authors and helped with some of the podcast bookings but yeah 30 Five, 36 authors I think and everybody had their own area so it's quite a mammoth project that Mark pulled together there it's a few people that need to be managed there tell me about your chapter I'm assuming it might have had anything to do with podcasting now you might have assumed that yes but no it didn't I'm getting called out Mark. I haven't read the book yet yeah that's totally fine yet. no I couldn't persuade Mark to add a chapter to this one on podcast guesting Mark, Mark really Maybe volume two. He, he took suggestions, but he asked me if I would do the chapter on blogging for SEO. Which, which does feed into. It yeah. does. It does. He placed some of us, I think, just slightly outside our comfort zones. So there was a little bit of a stretch the magic there. That's it. Exactly. So Mark gave us very clear guidelines on our chapters, the format that he wanted it to follow. And he managed the whole process. He gave us deadlines and 
everybody's chapters have to be in by a certain point and then he'd review them give you any feedback changes by a certain date I think he was surprised and I think all of us were surprised that it actually came together actually everyone met their deadlines and did a great job and then we had the audio book recording which he added on to it can you imagine getting (laughs) 36 people from around the world to record their chapter all with different backgrounds all with different accents and try and lace that together in a way that sounds good i yeah i think he had a little bit of back and forth when he was trying to get it through to be published but he did get there so yeah it seems like he had a pretty good framework on getting the book Mm -hmm. done it sounds similar to how a publishing house would manage it and like if you don't set deadlines and you are not on people i know me if i don't have deadlines it's getting keep it's just getting pushed so (laughs) oh my god so what's in store by the way guys you're going to find the link to the book in the description as always everything is going to be linked the team is going to take care of you what is in store for you and the agency for the rest of the year do you have any fun plans second next book coming out maybe who knows oh (laughs) i'd like to do a book but no that's not on the plan now for the second half of the year we've just been adding a training course to go alongside for clients for their podcast bookings with resources and everything yes that yes that's what we thought we thought there's um a lot more to the strategy than just Mm -hmm. getting books on podcasts so that's what we've been working on for about six months adding and we've actually just finished it this week so (laughs) that's very good so yeah we're just rolling that out to our existing clients at the moment and then we've got a couple of other projects that we're working on with some new clients yes so that I feel is going to be taking up the rest of the year just so going through the process and making sure that the course works for everyone and yes do you think you might roll the course out for out for the public too or is that just going to be a bonus for your clients I I think that we will I think we'll change it slightly obviously it's very focused on our agency clients so we'll have to skew it slightly but yeah I think actually I said that wasn't but yes I think that we probably will do that I think yeah I I might have sent a reply this morning to a podcast pitch that was quite blunt the German came out where it's come on people it's obvious you didn't even look at my podcast you're just sending an empty ego polish pitch where it's like guys really I'm like I, I get it I get it. Podcast outreach is a lot. That's why you have people like Victoria that can help you with this. But please, at least take five seconds. If you are not even hitting the target market of a podcast, what are you even doing? I know. Some of the ones that we get for the best guest, it really surprises me. But I think one was a circus entertainer. Or there was no, they didn't listen to the podcast. They didn't know who the audience was. And when you get added to like MailChimp or something, and it's clearly just gone out on a blast and it says unsubscribe at the bottom. Now, I, yeah, as we Germans say, I got to I don't even know if I can, I don't even know if I can translate that in English. Some <laughs> hosts though in their process too, where it's don't just add me to your email list because I'm a guest on your podcast. Yes, that does. I don't, you don't even know if I'm your target market. If I'm not your target market, even though I am a guest on your podcast, because I might bring a value to your listener, Mm -hmm. don't add me on your email list. Don't just don't. 
I know. Don't. I know. I'm not going to refer would... any speakers to you if you do that. Yeah. And I would have thought that was against the laws, the spam and there everything. Is, it, there is. it is. You can't just add mm -hmm. somebody, but mm -hmm. often enough, when you submit a, a guest application, oh, there's okay. a little chat box on the bottom that you're going to have to check to submit it. <laughs> and it's like, when you do the podcast outreach, fine, I'll deal with it. Yeah. I know what I signed up for. But often enough, I had hosts that just add me to their podcast uh, okay. general email list, even not just the podcast email list. And it's, you do realize now you are against anti-spam laws because you didn't even ask. Yeah. 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 yeah it's not a good idea, is it? Oh, no, don't you guys don't do that. Don't do no. that. Absolutely. And for everybody out there that does, want to do the podcast guest route or get better at the podcast guest route. Victoria, you actually have a checklist for the audience for them to set them up for success as a podcast guest. Do you want to say yeah. something about that? Guys, you're going to find the link in the description as always. Sure. Yes. So we have a checklist that will run through with you the things that you need to do ahead of your interview, some things to remember during your interview, and then some prompts for after your interview too, just to make sure that you're making the most of it really, and that you're showing up and giving the best impression that you can, which is again, is going to benefit you so much more with your podcast interviews. I love so, it so much. And it's like, yeah, you spent the time. I actually had a guest on that. I just got into his follow up. What he does is he does a lot of guesting and he asks permission to get the video and turns all of it into short form content. So now he is creating a ton of short form content from our episode and is adding me as a collaborator for it. And I'm like, dude, I'm going to have you on any given time. We do repurposing too, right? But not right. to the level that he is doing it, where we have three or four short form videos based on each podcast. He is literally 10, 20 pieces of short form from each episode he was guest on. And I'm like, I will send you anywhere and everywhere. It's, and it, guests don't nice. have to go quite that crazy, guys. You mm -hmm. don't have to go as far out as trend, but even just tagging people sharing the episode keep it simple just celebrate you've been on a mm. podcast and and give the host a little bit of exposure and believe me you're going to be back on an episode exactly i think it's it's such a good idea to repurpose your episode like you say it's you don't have to go that crazy but neither do you have to do it that week you can it's something that you can keep doing over time isn't it use that as an asset and you can pull out a quote, you can make an audiogram, you can share it in a different way. But it can be months down the line that you keep doing this for as long as it's relevant to your audience. But then it helps the guest grow their following on social media, build their authority. And as you say, the podcast host isn't going to hate you for it. You're going to help increase the visibility of the show. So like everyone's a winner. So I think the more you can do that and work that into your process of being a podcast guest, just the better. And the further you reach, podcast hosts talk to podcast hosts. And once you make one happy, believe me, you're going to get onto other podcasts too. For the audience, Victoria, where can people find you? They can find me. Actually, we've put together a page with a checklist on 
and we also have a free Canva one sheet template that they can download if they'd like and that is at victoriabenyon.com forward slash evie <gasps> I get a special page you get a special page you get a special page yes guys this is going to be linked in the description as always thank you so much love for coming on I promise I will finally get the book and actually read it <laughs> before, oh. before all of the authors call me out and I'm like Evie how can you have Victoria on without even looking at her chapter <laughs> I was not a Super well-prepared podcast host. I was just an okay prepared podcast host. We pulled up the interview, didn't we? You had a few more weeks and then we moved it a bit sooner. So that's why I'm sure. But this is where I love my podcast hosts and my friends. What happened, guys, is something just happened and I needed to fill in a slot because we are a little bit short on on publishing podcasts. And Victoria just jumped right on. Literally within two days, we rescheduled it and she came on. So I have a slight excuse for not having read the book yeah. yet because we were scheduled in like a month and a half. But still... Bill, I'm supposed to support my people and get the damn book and actually read it. That also means we're going to have to meet in person because I'm going to have to get my copy signed. Oh, absolutely. We should definitely do that. Either way, me coming to London for AtomicCon or you coming back for Social Media Marketing World? Mm, either way, I'm booked in for AtomicCon and not Social Media Marketing World next year because we're on holiday. They moved the dates, didn't they? Yes, they moved yeah. a few things around. Schedules are going yeah. crazy a little bit right now. Maybe So I'm thinking you need to come over here. It is about time. I haven't been back since 2019. Yeah, you're due a visit. I am <laughs> definitely due. Let's make it happen. You enjoy the rest of your evening. Yes, guys, because she's Thank in the you. UK. We got a little bit of time difference. And I see all of you again in our next episode of Boss Your Business, where we build businesses that support your lifestyle. Bye, everyone. Thank you so much.